Hey everybody, my name is Michael Bradley, and I want to welcome you to a special installment of Superman and Batman. An installment I'm calling Episode 9. But that's mostly only because iTunes won't let me label it as Episode 8.5. This is a show where each episode we celebrate nearly 70 years of the Superman-Batman team. And this time, we're going back to where it all began. Or at least one of the places it began. But the first one that really matters, as far as I'm concerned. In episode 8, I mentioned that this week is the 69th anniversary of the beginning of the Superman radio serial storyline that first paired the Man of Steel and the Dark Knight. Not only was it their first pairing in an audio medium, but it also was, accepting covers and a couple brief cameos in Stories Not Theirs, the first pairing of the characters in any medium, and can be considered the very first true team-up between the two greatest heroes in comics. The Superman radio serial itself debuted in early 1940 and had a more than decade-long run that concluded in March 1951. It was a wildly popular series that introduced the character to a huge new audience many of whom were missed by the printed mediums of comics and newspaper strips. And it also contributed many of the iconic parts of the Superman mythology. Uh, the, the, the introductory phrases, the up, up, and away, Jimmy Olsen first appeared on the radio serial. Uh, not to shamelessly plug, but... Oh, who am I kidding? It's, it's completely without shame of any kind. But if you want to know more about the Superman radio serial, check out episodes of The Thrilling Adventures of Superman, where I covered the first 123 episodes of the show, which comprised 19 storylines in all. I was joined by Charlie Niemeyer, host of Superman in the Bronze Age, for the first 10 stories, and the whole radio serial is just endless amounts of fun. In the first episode where I looked at the radio show, I gave a pretty thorough rundown of how the show came together, and there is uh, more history and trivia sprinkled throughout the other episodes. So I really want to encourage you to check that out. Uh, Not just because I did it, but because the radio show, it really is very, very enjoyable, especially if you're a fan of the Golden Age Superman or TV's Adventures of Superman. And further, it's a very important part of the Superman mythology and and Superman's history that I think gets overlooked more than really any other part, um, except for maybe the newspaper strip. But even that now is getting more attention thanks to uh, several collections that that are coming out. Um, But as for the storyline important to this episode or installment, The Mystery of the Wax Men was a 12-part storyline that began on February 28, 1945, and ran through March 15th of that year. At this time, as it was for the majority of its run, episodes of the Superman radio serial were 15 minutes long, and in 1945, episodes aired Monday through Friday. So this storyline, which would total out around three hours long, was aired through a -a two-and-a-half-week period. Unfortunately for us, nearly seven decades later, all but two episodes of this particular storyline seem to have been lost to the ethers of history. 
And worse, Batman appears in neither of the remaining episodes. But while we can't presently hear the Dark Knight's radio debut, Robin does appear in the episodes, voiced by actor Ronald Liss. I don't really know too much about Ronald Liss or his uh, acting history, except that he had a lot of roles playing teen characters on various shows. Um, He was, however, only the second actor to portray Robin, uh, the first being Douglas Croft in the 1943 Batman serial. Um, In these episodes, Alfred the Butler appears briefly in the second of the two existing episodes. I'm told he was voiced by Jackson Beck. Batman himself presumably was portrayed by Stacey Harris, who voiced the character in the earliest surviving episodes that that do feature the character, uh, which were actually aired in the fall of 1945, just uh, about six months after this storyline came to a conclusion. And the rest of the cast is rounded out by the iconic Superman on radio players of Clayton Bud Collier as Superman and Clark Kent, Joan Alexander as Lois Lane, Jackie Kelk as Jimmy Olsen, Jackson Beck as the announcer, and let's not forget Dan McCullough, spokesman for Kellogg's Pep, that super delicious cereal. And as a Superman fan, you're required to say Kellogg's Pep, because saying it any other way is just unnatural. Uh, but Julian Noah also was part of the cast at this time as the Daily Planet's editor-in-chief, Perry White. But unfortunately, he does not appear in these two episodes either. Uh, maybe he was hanging out with Batman. I, I just really don't know. So all that said, I'm, I'm happy to give you folks a special treat with a little glimpse into what really is a special moment in the history of what has become the world's finest team. Uh, These are thought to be the second and third episodes of that 12-part storyline. And like I said, unfortunately, Batman does not appear. But we do get to hear the historic first meeting of Superman and Robin. And since we don't have the end of the story, we'll just have to turn on our creativity and imagine how that first ever meeting of Superman and Batman actually went down. Uh, But even Batman-less, these are, are very good episodes and are... You know, in my opinion, if you've never heard any of the Superman radio serial, a pretty good sample of of the serial as a whole. Um, I really want to offer some comments and thoughts on the episodes, but the greatness of them really does speak for itself, and I don't want to spoil any more than I already have. So I'm just going to play the two episodes and then go right into the show's outro. I will say, though, that I hope you really do enjoy these episodes. And if you do, be sure to write in and let me know, and then I'll be sure to offer some thoughts uh, when I get your feedback. Uh, But that's it for me. Once more, please enjoy the episodes, and I will talk to you next time. Goodbye. Kellogg's Pep, the super delicious cereal, presents the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, and today, fellows and girls, we will learn the identity of the young boy Superman found in the rowboat. There's a big surprise in store, but before we continue our story, here's Eddie and his sister with a question for Dan McCullough. 
Hey, Dan, I brought my sister along today. I hope you don't mind. Well, I'm glad you did. Hello there, Betty. Hi, Dan. You see, she collects pet model planes, too. As a matter of fact, she's pretty interested in aviation. Good for you, Betty. Uh, how many pet models have you got so far? Well, I've got five, Dan. See, I brought him along with me to show you. Well. Oh, here's a Russian Yak 4, and this is a Sunderland flying boat. Right. And and this is a Vought Exalber. That's a Navy transport. And then I've got two models of a Douglas Skymax. Two models? Well, uh, let's see. Why don't you trade one of them with your brother? Oh, I'm waiting till he gets what I want. See, I'd like to have a Curtis Helldiver next, but Eddie's only got one. When he gets another, we're going to swap. Hey, it sounds like a good idea to me. Well, thanks for coming over here today, Betty and Eddie. And gang, how are you coming with your collections of those nifty pet model planes? Remember, every time you open up a new package of that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep, you'll find another colored cardboard plane model right inside. Now, there are 14 different models you can get all together. Four British, two Russian, and eight American. And among them are the exciting planes Betty mentioned earlier, as well as the British Lancaster bomber, the Russian 118 fighter, and the American B-24 Liberator bomber. Best of all, gang, you don't have to send in a single penny for them, not even a box stop. There's a plane inside every single pet package. So, gang, be sure your mother gets you a package of those golden, delicious whole wheat flakes tomorrow. See which model plane you find inside. And remember the name, Pep, P-E-P. Pep is made by Kellogg's in Battle Creek. And now the adventures of Superman. When an unsigned note addressed to Superman was left at the Daily Planet requesting the Man of Steel to come to the North Bay at once, Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen, sensing a possible story, rented a boat and rowed out on the bay. To their amazement, they found a drifting rowboat without oars, and in the bottom of it, an unconscious boy. As the two reporters started back to shore with the boy, they were run down by a large speedboat and left struggling in the icy water. Clinging to the boy as the tide swept them out to sea, Jimmy had lost consciousness, and Lois was beginning to go under when Superman appeared just in time to save them all from drowning. Then, Superman made a startling discovery. The boy is wearing a cape, a red leather vest with a letter R on it. He must be... Great Scott. Up with him. Up and away! I'll take Jim and Lois home. Then I want a word with this boy. He's who I think he is. No, wait a minute. He's wounded. There's a doctor's house down there. Down to it. Down! There. Better get back into Kent's clothes. Save a lot of explanations. Put these three down for a moment. There. Now to become a Daily Planet reporter again. Horn-rimmed glasses, voice and all. There, that does it. Hope the doctor's in. Cut on the boy's head doesn't look too good. Yes, who... Good heavens, what's this? I, uh, the, these three people were just fished out of the bay, Doctor. They're, they're suffering from submersion. Uh, may I bring them in? Yes, yes, of course. Let me give you a hand. No, I can manage. All well, right. You can't carry the three of them. Here, I'll take this No, one. no, t- take Miss Lane. Okay. Come on in. Thank you. I'll have my wife look after the young lady. Martha. Martha? Yes, John? Come here, please. Hurry. I'll be back in a moment. Start getting the wet clothes off the boys, Mr. Uh, uh, Kent. Clark yes, Kent. Yes. Okay, Doctor. Good. This is giving me a chance to get this boy's costume off before the doctor sees it. 
I'll just put him and Jim on this couch. Oh. There we are. Uh, Miss Lane. Uh-oh. The tide. Oh, Jim's Can't coming too. Stay up. Much Off with this boy's costume before Jim sees it. I can't stay up. I'm drowned. No, no, it's okay, Jim. Wait. You're safe now. Uh, there we are, just in time. Huh. Stuff the costume in my pocket oh. and then wrap him in this couch cover. Oh. So, Mr. Kent. Yes, that's right, Jim. Just lie still now. You're all right. I'll, I'll get these wet clothes off you. What? But how? Well, what? Superman rescued you. He did? Uh-huh. But how did you get here? I... And well, where are we? In, in the doctor's house. I rushed out to North Bay. Here, give me your arm, will you? Yeah. And I found that note for Superman in Lois's office. I thought you two would get into trouble, and it looks like I was right. Hey, you're not kidding. Wait a minute. Roll over just a bit. Oh, boy. When that speedboat ran us down... What speedboat? Here. Put my overcoat around you. Ah, thanks. Zip. Yeah, a speedboat ran us down on purpose, Mr. Kent. When we were rowing back with the kid... Oh, gosh, I forgot. Is he all right? Oh, I think he will be. Say, a speedboat ran you down purposely? Yeah, it was purposely all right. They kept their spotlight on us all the time. When was this? Right after we found the the kid lying in in the rowboat. Oh, here, wait now, wait. You're starting to shiver. I, I better call the doctor. Doctor! I'm right here, Mr. Kent. Oh, good. Yeah, take that coat off and wrap this blanket around yeah, you, man. Yeah, thanks, Doctor. That water was awful cold. Can you walk? Sure, I think so. Good. Now, you just go through that door there, and you'll find my wife and Miss Lane. They'll give you some hot tea. Oh, that sounds good to me. Careful, don't trip on that blanket, Jim. How is Miss Lane, Doctor? She's fine. Well, now, let's have a look at this other young chap here. Hmm... I don't think he swallowed much water. No, I don't think so either. I, I worked his arms a bit. Hard action seems all right. Oh, good. There's an odd wound on his head. Uh-huh. I noticed that. A thin cut and indications of a burn. As if a hot knife had cut him. A hot knife? Yes. Wound is slight, though. I don't see anything else the matter with him. He should have regained consciousness by now. Isn't there anything we can do? Well, we might pass these spirits of ammonia under his nose. Oh. Oh, there's my phone. Uh, here, Mr. Kent, give him a whiff or two of these spirits. Okay, Doctor. They ought to bring him around. I'll be back as soon as I can. Fine. Oh, let's see. Never mind, Mr. Uh, Kent. I'm awake. What? I've been conscious for some time, but I kept my eyes closed and listened. I wanted to make sure you weren't enemies. Enemies? Look, your name is... Dick. Dick Grayson. Dick, eh? Well, I think your name is... It's Dick Grayson, I said. Listen, Mr. Kent, I heard you say Superman had rescued us. Yes, that's right. Do you think you'll come back to see me? Uh, well, why should he? You're all right now. I know, but but I sent him a note. Oh, so it was you who sent that note. Yes. I've just got to see Superman. I've got to. Well, why, Dick? Because only he can help me. Help you how? I can't tell you, Mr. Kent. Why not? I'm a reporter on the Daily Planet. That's where you sent the note. I know, but I can't tell you anything. I can only tell Superman. Oh, huh. boy. Get a load of Miss Lane all dressed up in a new spring blanket. Pretty natty, huh, Clark? <laughs> Jim told me about your being here. How did you know that... Why, the boy's awake. Uh, Miss Lane, this is, uh, Dick Grace. How do you do, Dick? Pleased to meet you, Miss Lane. And this is Jim Olsen. Hiya, Dick. Hey, listen, what were you doing out there in that boat? Dick and I have something very important to discuss, Jim, so if you and Lois will excuse us... Well, I like that. 
I find a story and almost get drowned for my pains, and you think you can just step in and cut me out of all the nerves. Oh, it's not that at all, I Lois. think it is, well, and it I'm is. not standing for it. Oh. Now, look, Dick. You sent that note to the Daily Planet for Superman, didn't you? Well, yes, We're but wasting I... valuable time, Lois. Dick Let says... Let me it... hear what he says. This is my story. What did you want to see Superman about, Dick? Yeah, Dick, and how'd you get way out on the bay without oars? And what made you unconscious? I can't tell you. I can only tell Superman... Please, help me find him. We can't do that, Dick, but maybe we can help you out of whatever trouble you're in. Sure. You can't. Only Superman can. It's terribly important. You don't know how important it is. Please, help me find Superman. Oh, gosh, we can't do that, Dick. Of course not. Maybe I can help you find Superman, Dick. You can? Oh, Mr. Kent, if you only could. Oh, don't listen to him, Dick. He's just talking. You might be surprised, Lois. You can't fool me, Clark. You just want to get him away to scoop me on my own story. Oh, Mr. Kent wouldn't do that, Miss Lane. Of course I wouldn't. Jim, wh- where did you put my overcoat when you took it? Oh, on that chair. I'll get it. What do you want your overcoat for? For Dick, so he doesn't catch cold when we go out. Well, Jim and I can't leave yet. Our clothes are being dried. I know. Oh, here's your coat, Mr. Kent. Thanks. Here, Dick, put this on. Now, wait a minute, Clark. Are we going to find Superman now, Mr. Kent? Well, we're going to try. Oh, gee, how, Mr. Kent? How does he know? He just wants to get away with the boy. You're not leaving here without me, Clark. Oh, yes, we are, Lois. This is terribly important. Let's go, Dick. Stop, I tell you. I'm going along. Can I go too, Mr. Kent? Both of you in blankets? Of course not. Tell the doctor thanks and to send his bill to the Daily Planet, Jim. Clark, wait a minute. You can't do this to me. First time I've ever seen you so helpless, Lois. Oh. Don't you worry. If there's a story, and I think there will be, I'll give it all to you. So long. Clark! Clark! Oh, I'll get even for you. Protesting furiously, Lois rushes to the window and watches Clark Kent and Dick Grayson leave. We'll return in a moment for the exciting climax of today's episode. But first, let's hear from your friend and mine. Say, gang, when your mother surprises you with an extra delicious treat, you certainly don't have to be persuaded to eat it, do you? Why, of course not. And that goes 100% for that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Yes, sir, you can't beat a big bowl full of those crisp golden whole wheat flakes when it comes to downright grand eating. There's so much wonderful hearty flavor and distinctive goodness in every spoonful that the very first taste proves Pep is a really super cereal. But that's not all. No, sir, there's an exciting prize right inside every single Pep package. It's a model plane made of colored cardboard that's just as easy as pie to put together. Now, there are 14 different models you can get all together. Four British, two Russian, and eight American ones. And best of all, gang, you don't have to send in a single penny for them. Not even a box stop. There's a plane in every pet package. So, gang, be sure your mother gets you a package of super delicious pep tomorrow. And remember the name, Pep. P-E-P. Pep is made by Kellogg's in Battle Creek. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Taking young Dick Grayson to his apartment, Clark Kent tells the worried boy to be seated. Then leaves the apartment for a moment, only to return as... <gasps> Superman! That's right. Clark Kent said you wanted to see me, Dick, or shall I call you by your real name? Robin. How... how did you know? I saw the cape and red vest under your coat tonight when I pulled you out of North Bay, and I saw your mask and your green gloves. Incidentally, I have them with me. You are Robin, aren't you? Batman's companion? Yes, I... wait. Someone else might have seen my costume when I was unconscious. How do I know you're Superman? Oh, you think I might be an imposter, eh? Well, let's get that settled first, then we can get down to cases. Now, let's see. If I take a couple of turns around the ceiling, that ought to convince you, oughtn't it? Wait, wait. Okay, here I go. Up! What do you say, Dick? I mean, Robin? You... you 
worst line. Right. Now, down. Well, you satisfied? You bet. I... Oh, Superman, will you help me? You've got to. I don't know what to do. Now, take it easy, son. Of course, I'll help you if I can. You can. Only you can. It sounds serious. It is. It's the most serious thing that ever happened. That's a strong statement, Robin. It's true. You see... Yes? Batman has disappeared. What? Yes, Superman. Batman has disappeared. Incredulously, Superman stares down at the white-faced boy. Batman, the most powerful and spectacular human in all the world, save for Superman himself, has disappeared. What can this mean? Fellows and girls, it means one of the most thrilling adventures the Man of Steel has ever encountered. A deep and menacing mystery which will try all of his amazing powers to their utmost. So don't miss a single episode of this new story entitled The Mystery of the Wax Men. Tune in tomorrow and every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, and follow The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the makers of that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Superman is a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. is mutual. It was the dawn of the third age of comics, 15 years after the rise of the Comics Code Authority. The Bronze Age was a dream given form. Its goal? To portray superheroes in a way that was socially relevant by tackling real-world issues. It's a catch-all, a place to explore monsters, demons, gunslingers, gods, and superheroes alike. Writers and artists wrapped in house styles of sophisticated realism, creating the stuff of legends. There is no assurance of quality, but it's our last best hope for comic books. This is a retrospective of the true golden age. The year is 1970. The name of the podcast, Uncovering the Bronze Age. Tune into our feed for regular content at relativelygeekypodcast.blogspot.com. Also home to the Quarterbin Podcast and the Short Box Showcase. Hi, my name is Mike, and I like comic books. Okay, so what do you think about Ben Affleck being Batman? No, I said I like comic books. That's a movie, and I couldn't care less. Well, it's a comic book movie. Really? Did you go see the magazine movie? Or do you watch the television book? I like comic books. You know, those things make for paper? Especially the old ones? Whoa, those things. Are they CGC 9.8? No, you're missing the point. I like to actually read comic books, especially the old ones. I like them so much I even build a website to tell other people about them. 
Does it have any information about uh, Avengers 2? No, it has info about actual comic books. Lots of covers, creator credits, character appearance lists, story synopsis notes, and so much more. Hmm, that sounds interesting. Where can I find it? It's at mikesamazingworld.com. Do I have to read anything? Reading makes my brain hurt. You can just look at the pictures if you want. Or you can listen to my podcast, where I talk about the history of DC Comics, especially the old ones. So I can listen to a comic book podcast? It's a podcast about comic books. You can find it at twotruefreaks.com. What's it called? Mike's Amazing World of DC History. History? You mean like before Twitter? Yes, the world actually did exist long before Twitter. My show is for comic book fans, especially the old ones. So check out Mike's Amazing World of Comics, the website, and listen to Mike's Amazing World of DC History, the podcast, for information and fun related to actual comic books, especially the old ones. Kellogg's Pep, the super delicious cereal, presents the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, the man of steel. And today, Robin, youthful assistant of the famous Batman, tells him why he so desperately needs his help. But before we join them for the exciting story, let's hear from Dan McCullough. Okay, Dan. Say, gang, the other day an army pilot I know was over at my house looking at some pet model planes I had. And you know, he made a very interesting remark. He said that these pet planes were some of the best models he'd ever seen for identification work. And uh, he thought that all of you ought to be able to learn a lot from them. And I'll bet you have, too, if you've been making that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep, your own special breakfast. Because right inside every single pet package, there's a colored cardboard plane model all ready for you to put together. And you don't have to send in a single penny for it, not even a box stop. Once more, there are 14 different models you can get all together. Four British, two Russian, and eight American. And on the back of each model, there's a list of valuable pointers on how to spot that particular plane, as well as a general description of it. So, gang, if you haven't yet started your collection of these nifty plane models, get busy right away. Be sure your mother gets you a package of those golden, delicious whole wheat flakes tomorrow. See which model plane you find inside. And remember the name, Pep, P-E-P. Pep is made by Kellogg's in Battle Creek. And now the adventures of Superman. Sensing a story in a mysterious note addressed to Superman, Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen rented a boat and rowed out on North Bay, where they found an unconscious boy in a rowboat. On their way back to shore with the boy, they were run down by a large speedboat and were near drowning when Superman appeared and rescued them. At a doctor's house, the boy revived and identified himself as Dick Grayson. He said he had sent the note to Superman and was in great trouble, but refused to discuss the matter with anyone but the Man of Steel. Clark Kent took Dick to his apartment where he left for a moment and then reappeared as Superman. He told Dick he had seen the cape beneath his coat and the red leather vest with the letter R on it and recognized him as Robin, companion of the famous Batman. The boy admitted his identity and pleaded for help. You've got to help me, Superman. You've got to. 
course I'll help you if I can. You're the only one who can. Well, this sounds serious. It is. It's the most serious thing that ever happened. That's a pretty strong statement, Robin. It's true. You see... Yes? Batman has disappeared. What? Yes. Batman has disappeared. Great, Scott. Where? When? I don't know where. He left me in our cottage at Queen's Point. That's across the bay. Yes? He told me to wait for him there. He said he'd be back before evening. But he didn't come back. He didn't, eh? When was this? I mean, when did he leave? It was yesterday. Batman left right after lunch. He said he'd be back in a few hours. Did he say where he was going? No. All he said was that he was working on the biggest case of his life. And he was all set to finish it up that afternoon. Did he give you any hint as to what it was? I begged him to, but he wouldn't. He said it was too dangerous for even me to be mixed up in. He said that the fate of the whole world depended on it. Fate of the whole world? Yes. You've got to find him, Superman. Because what I'm afraid of is that those men got him. What men? The men who came to our cottage last night to get me. Now, wait a minute. You better tell me about that. I was going to. When Batman hadn't returned by dinner time like he said he would, I began to get a little nervous. And when he wasn't home by 10 o'clock and then by 11, I was really worried. I decided to wait another hour and then call the police and start looking for him. But then Alfred, he's our butler, came into the living room where I was watching the clock. I say, Master Dick, we seem to be getting company. You mean Batman's back, Alfred? Unfortunately, no. But I was just out in the garden and I observed half a dozen men sneaking up from the beach. They seem to be surrounding the house. What? Quite. And the bounders have guns. We seem to be in a bit of a predicament. What? I switched off the light, went to the window and looked out. Alfred was right. There were men surrounding the house. They'd spread out, crouched down low, and they were sneaking up behind bushes and trees. I could see the guns in their hands and I didn't like it. I rang to the phone to call the police. Hello, operator. Hello. Hello, operator. Hello? Hello? Oh, the phone's dead, Alfred. Dead? My word, how could a telephone die? I mean, it's not working. It was all right earlier this evening. Those men must have cut the wires. The doorbell. Oh, what do we do now? There are too many for me to take on alone. I'll help. I know a trick or two. No, too many guns, Alfred. Open up in there. We've got to get out of here inside. Come on, Alfred. It's my word, but where? The gun chap has the house surrounded. I'll show you. Come on. Alfred down to the basement into a trap door that opens when you press a hidden button behind the furnace. I got it open and pushed Alfred in, following him just as we heard the men force their way into the house. I closed the trap door behind me and let Alfred through the tunnel to the boathouse. There was another trap door there that you could push up from underneath, and I started to open it when I heard voices. Boys will get hit and then we can blow. Yeah, we get ran for it since up then. You just don't have a Shut up, no Hey, what's that creaking noise? There are two men in the boathouse, Alfred. Oh, I see. What do we do now, Master Dick? Wait for them to give up looking for us and then go to the police. Uh, there ain't nobody here. Must have been the wind or something. Alfred and I stayed in the tunnel all the rest of the night, Superman, and all the next day. The men didn't leave, eh? No, and... Just a minute. When you opened the trap door in the boathouse, one of the men there said they were being paid by... What was the name? It was an odd name. It sounded like Zoltan. Zoltan, eh? Okay, go on, Robin. Well, like I said, we stayed in the tunnel all that night and all the next day. We could hear them looking for us, tramping across the floor. 
Finally, they stopped looking, but they didn't go away. I kept hoping Batman would show up, but he didn't. And then I knew something had happened to him, and I had to try to find him. So when evening came again, that was this evening, I inched the trap door open in the boathouse. I see. Are they still there, Master Dick? Just one of them. He's sitting with his back to us, looking out at the water. I trust he's enjoying the view, huh? Look, Alfred, I've got an idea. But you've got to help me, will you? Of course, Master Dick. You know that. Good. I've written a note. I want you to deliver it for me. Deliver a note? My word, I'll be happy to, but how do I get out of here? I'll take care of this fellow in the boathouse, and you... But the chap has a gun. Oh, I can handle him. Now, listen. When I tackle him, you run out the back door of the boathouse. It's dark, and chances are you can slip through the grounds without being seen. Then step on it to the Daily Planet newspaper as fast as you can. Right, home, Master Dick. But I really think I should help you with that character in the boathouse. I'll take care of him. Get ready now. I'm going to open the trap door. I'm ready, sir. Ready and eager. So far, so good. I'll sneak up on him so he won't hear me. Now, when I call to you, Alfred, run. And good luck. The same for you, sir. Here I go. We had quite a tussle, but Batman taught me judo, you know, and I was able to knock the gunman out. Then I got into our rowboat and started pulling away. Well, uh, why did you use the rowboat? I wanted a safe place to meet you, and I thought out on the bay was the best place. Mm-hmm. But when I was about 200 yards offshore, I heard the man I'd knocked out come to and start yelling. A little later, I heard a speedboat start up. It had a powerful spotlight, and then... Yes, I can guess the rest of it. They uh, caught up with you and shot you. That explains your head wound. I imagine they thought they finished you. I guess so. I passed out and didn't wake up until I was in the doctor's house with Mr. Kent and Jimmy Olsen and Miss Lane. Well, you don't know it, but that speedboat hung around a while, saw Jim and Miss Lane pick you up, and then ran them down. (laughs) Nice fellows. Well, I've got work to do now, Robin. You're going to look for Batman? In a way, yes. Now, you listen to me. Clark Kent may be back here before... Well, before I return. If he does show up, trust him and go with him. Do you understand? Well, yes, but but what can Mr. Kent do? Almost as much as I can. So long, Robin. Or maybe I'd get better get used to calling you Dick. Where are you going? Out this window. Why, no, but what about Batman? You let me worry about Batman from here on in. See you soon. Up! Up! And away! Leaping into the darkness, Superman swiftly disappears. Where is he going? We'll return in a moment for the climax of today's episode. But first, here's a question for you. Gang, how well have you been studying the aviation facts that are printed on the backs of all the PEP model planes? Can you tell the armament of each plane, its speed and range, as well as how to spot it? Remember, on the back of each plane model, you get a description of it and a list of specifications, as well as pointers on how to spot it. And don't forget either that there are 14 different models you can get in the Kellogg's Pep Packages. Four British, two Russian, and eight American. Now, they're made of colored cardboard, and they're really easy to put together. All you have to do is to press out the parts with your thumbs and assemble them. And best of all, gang, you don't have to send in a single penny to get any of these grand models. Not even a box stop. 
there's a plane right inside every single package of that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. So, gang, be sure your mother gets you a package of those golden, delicious whole wheat flakes tomorrow. See which model plane you find inside. And remember the name, Pep, P-E-P. Pep is made by Kellogg's in Battle Creek. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Leaving Dick Grayson, alias Robin, in his apartment, Superman disappeared, only to return an hour later in his guise of Clark Kent with Dick's dry clothes. Then, taking a taxi, Kent and Dick rode across town to a dark street facing a deserted park, where we join them now. What are we doing here, Mr. Kent? I'm not quite sure myself, Dick. Well, then why? Take it easy. See that one-story building we're coming to with the two wide, barred windows across the front? Uh-huh. Looks like a fancy store. Hmm. Only there's no way to get in. The doors are on the side. What sort of a place is it? Well, there are gilt letters on the brick just above the windows. You see them? Oh, yeah. Zoltan's Wax Museum. Zoltan! Keep your voice down. That's the name the man in the boathouse used. Uh-huh. Or I think it was. Yes, you see, that's just the trouble. You're not sure. But it's the only lead we've got so far. And this Zoltan, who owns the Wax Museum, is the only one with that name in the phone book and the city directory. But what could a man in a wax museum have to do with Batman disappearing? We don't know if he did have anything to do with it. But as I say, it's our only lead so far, so come on. Where? I don't want to have a look through those windows. But it's too dark to see anything. Well, I can see pretty well in the dark. The street lamp behind us throws a little light. All right, hold up now. Hmm. Just a lot of life-size wax figures standing around the floor. Yeah, I can see them. They're all dressed up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they look kind of weird in the dark, don't they? Yeah. Hmm. That's funny. What, Mr. Kent? Those wax figures, there's something familiar about the faces, but I... I can't quite place them. I can't either. They... Oh, gosh, look. What, Dick? Over to the left, against the wall. What? It's Batman. Batman? Yeah, look. It's Batman. Yes, I see. Only... Only he's a wax statue. Startled, Clark Kent's eyes followed Dick Grayson's trembling finger to the silent, life-sized figure of the missing Batman. What can this mean? Fellows and girls, there's a startling surprise in store for you and for Superman on Monday. So don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station, for another exciting episode in The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the makers of that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Superman is a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. Is mutual. I heard you on the wireless back in 52. Lying awake intently tuning in on you. If I was 
sent to michael at greatcrypton.com. I love hearing from listeners, so be sure to send your comments, questions, and other feedback, and I will likely read that on a future episode. Show notes, information, and back episodes can be found at greatcrypton.com. Be sure to follow the show via Facebook and Twitter, and subscribe via iTunes or RSS feed so that you never miss an episode. If you subscribe via iTunes, be sure to leave a review. Not only does it help others find the show, but I'd love to read that in a future episode as well. Superman and Batman is a proud member of the Superman Podcast Network, home to many great Superman-related podcasts. Be sure to pay them a visit at supermanpodcastnetwork.com. Superman was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Batman was created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger, and both characters are copyright DC Comics. For more about Superman's creators, be sure to visit my blog, Siegel and Schuster Mythmakers, at greatcrypton.com slash Schuster, where I commemorate the lives, works, and legacies of Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. I want to thank you again very much for listening and invite you to come back next time for another episode of Superman and Batman, featuring your two favorite heroes in one podcast together. music that closed out this episode was Video Killed the Radio Star by The Bugles from their 1980 debut, The Age of Plastic. If you like this song, I'd like to suggest you head on over to 2TrueFreaks.com and click on the Amazon.com banner on their site. 
by the song or the album or, well, pretty much anything else Amazon has to offer, and two true freaks will get a little commission off every purchase. Not only will you get new music for your library, but it won't cost you anything extra and help support one of the greatest podcast families out there.